Welcome to the Event Tech Podcast, where we explore the ever-evolving world of event technology every week. This show is brought to you by Endless Events, the event management company on the cutting edge of trends. Now, let's talk tech. Hello, and welcome back to another episode of the Event Tech Podcast. I'm super excited for this week's episode. Across the interwebs, the virtual table, the metaversal table is oh the zonked Brant Kruger <laughs> Event Technology Consulting. And that gentleman over there is the curvy Will Curran <laughs> of Endless Events. I'm a little curvy from eating like too much like, stuffed crust pizza for sure. I feel like <laughs> as you know, as we've grown the audience, we might from time to time want to actually you know, mention this thing that we do at the beginning of the show. That's true. That's true. Yeah, I think it's been probably a hundred episodes since we probably talked about easily, it, so. easily. So, so for folks that folks that may have joined us recently, Will and I use a random adjective generator to describe each other every week. <laughs> every and week. Sometimes it's sometimes it's kind, sometimes it's not, and sometimes <laughs> Will is curvy. Sometimes I'm curvy, but you're zonked for sure. Sweet. <laughs> Uh, but we it's not just us uh, at the table. We actually have a guest and a, a, familiar, a familiar guest. Uh, a longtime uh, event icons uh, uh, guest as well. Longtime also co-host of another one of our podcasts, Event Brew. We are joined by, from the, the virtual all-seated offices, Nick Borelli. Nick, thank you so much for joining us. Yeah. It's nice to uh, be in the podcast family uh, and have a crossover episode. <laughs> Definitely, I feel like many I feel like so. Nick's like part of the family. He should have his own adjective. So you are oh. the synonymous Nick. And Barelli. he's he's also the stimulating Nick. Barelli. I am synonymous oh, with Nick Barelli. That is true. It's really hard to divorce. <laughs> it's hard to argue. <laughs> People ask me that all the time. Like, oh, are you Nick Barelli? And I'm like, often. That's for, for every reason. That's my answer. It's not a well, it's not a normal one, but it's especially it's I, Nick Borelli from Borelli Strategies. Too. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's tough. My my oh, lack I of creativity it. was uh, definitely exposed in that move. Uh, <laughs> hi everybody. Uh, how's it? Uh, we don't talk about what we drink first. Yeah, I'm you're you're really rules. confused on what's going on here. Oof. Don't worry, I got you. I got you. Well, I'll take you on a little, little bit of a journey. So yeah, um, th- this episode came because uh, we got done with recording an event brew one day, and Nick says like. Well, did you see what happened with this X thing that I'm about to describe? And I was like, yeah. He's like, you talked about it on Event Tech Podcast yet? And I said, nope. So I was like, we should definitely talk about it. Um, and it's, so, yeah. yeah. Um, so what we're talking about today is the, um, the, the news of Facebook's announcement of the metaverse and its new product known as Horizons. So, so Nick, for... All of us who are not huge Oculus Facebook followers of the metaverse, what, what for everybody who's not recently? doesn't have a Facebook account, sure. Uh, <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> so for you three, uh, my, my dad, uh, who else am I talking to? So uh, yeah, Facebook you can talk ma- to me, you can talk to me too because I quit Facebook. Yeah, five years ago now at this point. Yeah, and I read the message you zero percent. Yeah, and I knew I about this, but I don't LinkedIn, own a Oculus. Like, oh yeah. Oh yeah. well, you, well, we'll get you. So one the three, s- the three folks, your dad and me, you can, you can, so you can explain <laughs> this for folks. 
<laughs> Got it. Uh, great. So Facebook is a social media platform. Uh, ooh, social media is uh, internet way to. T- so uh, Facebook made. I think I, I find this stuff to be these things big um, because what you're looking for. Uh, when you're looking at technology, you're looking for a few things to happen in order for things to be ready for prime time. You look for demand, you look for hardware, and you look for software. I think those are really the three things that have to be requisite in order for uh, something to happen. So Facebook, uh, they are their software for sure, and they're trying to create demand. Uh, and where they're planting their flag is they, they made this, I think, bold statement that over the next five years, they're going to really align themselves as not a social media company, but a metaverse company. Um, and that was the bold statement that was made. We'll, we'll deconstruct that in a second. But the uh, the product offering, uh, which captured my eye, because I mean, you can say things and people like to say buzzwords because it gives you free press uh, very easily, especially words steeped in sci-fi terminology. Uh this one actually had a, a practical use case. Uh, many people, what really caught my eye is like a number of people I respect in the event industry immediately jumping on it and saying it's clunky and it's terrible, it's this and that, because I think that's what we're good at is is pointing, poking holes in things and saying this is all you know not <laughs> not perfect yet. And it's like, well, yep, technology works in a world of not perfect and you guys world work in a world of perfect, so you're not going to be on the same page for a while. Uh, but... Uh, what it is is this idea of avatar-based uh, collaborative workspaces. So that's that's their first product offering. Lots of different options in the world of uh, the metaverse uh, for products, and that's where they started. So I feel like we can't go any further without diving into maybe a little discussion around what is the metaverse because I've spent the last year talking about what is a hybrid event – so I'm really happy to get into another ambiguous uh, blanket uh, uh, statement conversation with people I know. What do you think? What's the metaverse? Well, like I, I think the way I would define this is that, you know, uh, let's use um, maybe uh, I think like Ollie and Alipay and AliExpress and all like all these kind of things that are happening in China that they've kind of built a little bit of a metaverse in a sense. It's this idea that it's like one single platform for everything that you need it to do. Um, beyond just, hey, we're this one single thing. And I think Facebook's kind of tried to do that across the board, right? They started with the Facebook app, then it's like Marketplace, so hey, we're Messenger. And then you saw them like, let's go into payments and currency and all these things like that. Where I think it starts to become bigger is when it starts to go beyond even just the web browser or the phone screen. It's just like next level of what that's going to look like. And the way I kind of think of the metaverse is uh, as the vision has kind of been brought out is that you can enter within this and be at that next level brand and maybe, you know, things like that look like it. So one sentence, one sentence. Oh, damn it. I I failed. (laughs) Uh, Climb over will. And, uh, and yeah, it's, (laughs) it's basically, it's, it's a virtual reality universe that is, is a metaphor for life. I mean, it's, 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 it's a VR interpretation of the, of the world is what most, most of the bronze that that, that that try and do uh, metaverse is, and it comes from the book Super good. Uh, Snow Crash, uh, 1992 yeah. science fiction novel. Snow Crash. Are you? Did you just show. Google it? Totally. Oh. No, I knew, I knew, I knew it was from a book. I That's all we talk about is Snow yeah. Snow Crash and Ready, yeah. Ready Player One at our company. Yeah. We, so, so we actually make. Ready, 
we make everyone in our team watch the movie, uh, which I think Ready Player One's a good example. It's of fun. It. Yeah. 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 So that was the original idea. In is is this this mythical VR universe that you, you can plug into. So it's, it's been the source of so many things, like Matrix, where it's this totally realistic reality that is not reality that you can just jack into and it's it's been more recently co-opted to to mean some of the things that you were saying well of of you know kind of this broader terminology but that's kind of originally what it is and i kind of feel like that's where facebook is is taking it like no this is this is an alternate version of reality yeah. and he's been talking about this zuck has been talking about this since they bought oculus that he mm-hmm. clearly sees this as the next thing he sees himself as the guy from ready player one uh you know who's uh who's created this this alternate universe holiday james holiday yeah it's uh i think now's the time to really have these conversations as well i think there's a few different things that have have had to have happened uh in order for this to get to the the stage it's at right now as i see it um and maybe i'm wrong here but like i see there's three major players that that have emerged with with products uh, and that are, that are sort of like working. And I'm putting Facebook in that group mostly because they've spent a ton of money. They have a user base that no one else can touch. Uh, and they, they, have, they have put their money where their mouth is. So like while they don't necessarily have this – the, this is the missing component. They don't have a good experience yet. But mm-hmm. Epic Games, uh, which is uh, probably the biggest player I would imagine right now in, in, in earnings – uh, and definitely the best in the actual experience, uh, the creators of Fortnite have something where I think that it is um, realized, uh, not fully realized, but but realized. So we're talking about this B2B application because this is a show uh, that's not necessarily on uh, a video game streaming or about uh, how to murder simulate, uh, but more on what does this mean to you in the events industry. Fortnite is um, the experience. So while it's not one to one, you're not you're not going to figure out how you can have your next pharma conference where there's an assassin in it. Uh, <laughs> you will be able to have a sense of belonging, uh, a sense of identity, uh, a sense of ownership, and a an experience that you want to attend because it's fun. Uh, and I think that like Epic Games probably will be known as the pioneers in that space. And and th- the number I keep throwing out over the last couple of weeks to people to get their attention is uh, Travis Scott in in Fortnite got 12 million people to watch a live concert as an avatar, and the Oscars got 10 million. So it's mainstream. Mainstream does not mean what it used to mean. Uh, there is no monoculture. There is no um, shared experience that 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 your grandma and you and and the kid down the street and somebody in India is having. That just doesn't happen anymore. Um, it's it's based on on not the usual bio uh, breakdowns, but um, it it's creeped over a point where I would say the the most amount of people that you could you could find would say are the Oscars a mainstream event? They would say yes. Okay, great. Well, this one eclipsed that. So is it a mainstream event? <laughs> And then you, you win by that. Um, so it, it's, it is ready for prime time. And there's um, the fact that it was Genesis as a game and became a platform. Um, the, the, where it started and then like one stage of its development and what got it to the next stage really is what I think made it into a metaverse platform. Uh, and there's a few things that I think it needs to have in order for it to be considered that. But I, I actually had the opportunity today to have a... A conversation specifically about the metaverse with a, a Gartner uh, analyst, as I have a 
you know, access to Gartner. I don't know how familiar with that organization is a bunch of business analysts. And, uh, they're, they're telling me that like it's there was a, a 40% increase in interest in VR over the last six months in the B2B space. Um, they believe that um, the enterprise is going to bring in um, VR uh, adoption and not uh, commercial or not uh, consumers, which is the opposite of iPhones or phones in general. Um, if consumers were to have driven the um, VR uh, massive adoption of hardware, it would have happened already. There would have been a better game. There would have been a killer app. It hasn't happened. But there's still so much potential in the enterprise space in something like a work uh, a workspace to be able to to do that for training, for uh, collaboration. Um, really, it's like connectiveness, collaboration, and engagement are the three areas that uh, a displaced, flexible work environment um, uh, causes holes in and that's what this would fill so like mm. it's a confluence of a lot of stuff happening right now i also put the third one i put in there is roblox i really think that like people sleep on roblox's uh impact into this space because of just how young its demo is but th- that young demo are going to be natives and they have time to actually uh be natives like i was a native as the internet was a thing and my ability to understand use influence the internet is is pretty much right place right time mm-hmm. i made a career off that just right place right time you know but text only browsing to now i've seen every iteration so i know how it cycles and, and things like that so um yeah i i think events really have a lot of potential to be impacted by this world because i think we've been talking about in-person events we've been talking about virtual events we've been talking about hybrid events i think it's time to maybe start talking about you know, metaverse events and what that means. Start working on some SEO content for that one. Can you, yeah. say, <laughs> can you say metaverse events a couple times? Yeah, so I get yeah, yeah. it's a drinking game. On that one? Uh, I have you know? a metaverse. <laughs> yeah. metaverse. It's like 19 different directions we can go after that. But in the, you know, you, you'd mentioned that, you know, it's not just there yet. You know, it's, you can see the kernels though. And, mm-hmm. and from my own experience, um, I attended uh, Microsoft's Ignite uh, conference, and they had uh, a they didn't call it Metaverse, but they had a, they had a VR component to it, and it uses their what is their Altspace VR um, yeah. uh, thing, and it was clunky. I got kicked out of it. It was weird, but I could see the kernels, and I really like. There were moments where I was like, "Oh, that's cool." Like they were, you know, they were talking about, um, you know, some of the potential of using 3D models and things like that. And so I'm sitting in a fake VR, uh, you know, uh, auditorium watching the, you know, the 3D representation of the dude, you know, down on the stage. But then all of a sudden, all of the stuff disappears in front of me and a bridge appears. And they're talking about using drones to use to uh, analyze, you know, bridges for cracks and crevices. And like we zoom in and the dude's still there. He's still standing there. But this thing has appeared in three dimensions in front of me to be able to show, you know, okay, this is the capability of not only the capability of the future of the platform, but the capability of being able to use HoloLens and things like that, Microsoft's mm-hmm. augmented reality uh, tools to be able to to use these, see these things in real time. And y- you could see those moments where, you know, in transitions between presenters, like whoosh, things would come in and disappear. And, you know, th- and then there was hokey things where like all of a sudden we're underwater and a whale, you know, goes by and stuff like that (laughs) but you could see the kernels of like actual business use case Mm -hmm. of like oh that's cool 
Um, and I, you know, I re- remember back to uh, one of the first kind of live examples I saw of AR in an event was uh, a company that did work for uh, trucking companies. So like they did software and innovation and hardware and stuff to help trucking companies keep track of G- not just GPS, but analyze problems and engines and things like that. And so they showed uh, a guy put on a hollow lens and they connected it up. And so they showed the ballroom and then all of a sudden there was a whole semi like down the middle of the ballroom in his view and like a little glowing dot of like, here's the trouble spot in the engine from the check engine light and being able to like go up to this truck representation of the truck and see it, you know, realized in the ballroom down to the, you know, the, the, the centimeter of this model. And like, here's where the problem is on your truck, buddy. So go get it fixed. Wow. So well, cool. I, well, I think it's like also like when you end up doing this, right? Like we're all talking about and like at a strategy level with events is like how do we keep audiences engaged, which ultimately sometimes has to do with like how do we get them to actually pay attention? Like a simple way, like, right? And we always talk about like how, you know, no one wants to sit in a ballroom for an hour and just listen to someone talk. So we're like, hey, let's make content shorter. Well, like, Brand, when you saw that presentation, uh, like, and it, it involved you so much, you like sucked in. And it was probably about stuff you didn't even really care about. Like, you didn't even know. But you Not were, like, all. so immersed in it that, like, you were fully attentive. You were fully engaged in it. And I think the question becomes, and I think, like, this is where we see the future of VR going, is how how can we make it so this is, like, a seamless experience with the rest of life? So, and that's maybe where the metaverse is really all about, is that, like, right now, okay, you want to attend a VR event, you might, like, have to go from your computer and literally put the headset on. But, like, I think what a lot of these uh, companies are trying to solve, for example, like Spatial, I always joke that I'm like, Spatial's been doing what Facebook Horizons has been doing for a long period of time. But the difference is that, like, and I'm, I, went, I went to Spatial Site to see what they've been up to recently. Is now they're working really hard at making it so like I can use a computer in VR, so I never have to like really pull my headset off. So I, I'm wondering like what that exactly looks like, where what it's going to take for someone to fully immerse in it, where they can, you know, not just put the headset on to attend the event, but they're like attending their life. And the event is just happening within that, right? You mean besides sweat-resistant fabrics? Yeah, I would say it gets hot. Yes. Yeah, those. Uh, <laughs> they're definitely. There's a lot of work to be done on those headsets. But I mean, I look at you know that's the the cool part about being an exennial is that I appreciate. Uh, I know how to use the technologies that I have, and I also appreciate how cool and like futuristic they are. Like I look at my phone, and I I remember having a brick phone, uh, and I still remember that. So like for me, it's like yeah, they'll they'll get to that. It will happen like that will get slimmed down. It will be. I mean, so to give you if you're not if you're listening and you're not an Oculus user, Oculus has sort of an AR component of it because it has uh, cameras built into it. So I can see uh, things through it. Uh, and with that, I can augment even like the space of which I, uh, I utilize. And I have uh, Horizons uh, a workplace. I have the beta and I can tell you that you can type with it. Uh, you can type on your keyboard. You can type in the air. Uh, you can use your fingers uh, to do things, uh, and you don't need your um, remotes. It will just track your fingers. Uh, it uses the remotes as cameras. Uh, you can write with the back of it as a dry erase board, uh, and you can move your position from a standing position to or sitting position to a standing position and do that. So I, I'm seeing, and, and like while I saw a number of people that we know uh, making fun of it uh, on Twitter, as as we tend to do. Uh, because of its, you know, uh, graphics, let, let's say, of which I always laugh because I'm like, 
uh, Minecraft and Roblox do pretty fine without having great graphics. Yeah, I was going to say, I attended uh, like three concerts in Minecraft, and they yeah. were awesome. <laughs> You know, I, I think that's like definitely an uh, like an old person who knows just enough to be dangerous viewpoint of like if the if the graphics aren't like you know like uh, whatever that uh, engine is that uh, Epic Games has, uh, if it doesn't have that, yeah. then unreal, it, unreal. There it is. Uh, then it's not you know worth looking at. And it's like no, for starters, this is architecture and this is UX. The UX is everything. The rest of it is mm-hmm. just trappings, and that just comes there with iterations. But to me, it was like okay, as a beta first attempt at this kind of thing. Um, it's it's pretty fun. It's pretty intuitive, mm-hmm. uh, and not only that, but um, I think that its integration potential in other things is there. I think it's trying to replace the Zoom call. That's mm-hmm. it. It's trying to it's trying to, um, which again, out of my call today, I was like, that's it. It's really uh, in, in a in a, in a world with inc- increased flexible work and uh, distance between uh, team members. It, it helps with connectiveness, collaboration, and engagement. Those are the three holes. Yep. So if it fills those three holes, it's, it has a use case that's, a, that's, that's valuable right now. Um, that's pretty amazing for a beta technology uh, you know, at all, to be able to say this, could, this actually solves a, an immediate problem, not a potential future problem. Um, that's pretty rare, I find, sometimes. When it comes mm-hmm. to software, you know, in this kind of thing. So, like, I'm sure there's a lot of people that say, like, hear the word metaverse in and of itself and are like, that sounds just <laughs> cheesy and dumb and kid stuff. Um, we have holes right now. We have and, and from for event people, we have huge holes in the thing that we're good at, which is bringing people together. So I, it, it always comes down to like, I, I think that this is what your podcast does so well is familiarizing yourselves with all of the, the options that are available uh, in order to make the right call for your team in order to bring people together, you know, and, and this is another way and, and early in the stages of it granted to bring people together. So it's not, I'm not advocating for everyone jumping into the metaverse or everyone, you know, using Facebook or whatever, but, you know, prepare yourself, you know, understand what it is, understand that it's out there uh, and make it work. But uh, I think that there's just a lot of there's still a lot of mystification around this idea of metaverse. Like and one of the debates that I got into today with this analyst was, do we believe that there will be a future with a metaverse or will we believe that there will be a future of metaverses uh, almost uh, to, to get Will excited, uh, a multiverse? Hope, hope only one. Try, yeah, trying to use some because I, I know you I can try to use some flashbacks. DC Comics flash stuff. I'm so excited. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, got, got you back in. I know it's probably it's not as late in the day as it is for you as it is for me. But uh, yeah, so like all this whole, whole idea of like walled gardens. And uh, as I was saying, you know, as this guy was explaining that 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 problem, you know, with that uh, and, and then potentially the, its inevitability, I was like, well, I was in a walled garden uh, of what was supposed to be a world wide web and uh, internets when I when I logged into my AOL account in 1995 uh, or 94 or whenever I did, you know, that last and uh, the the shopping experiences were specific to AOL. You had to use an AOL keyword. Remember those things on print ads? Oh, yeah. Uh, I'm really old, folks. Uh, that reminded me. I, yeah. got, I can get you beat every time. But uh, I'm sure. Yeah. <laughs> We're talking you know, BBSs and uh, yeah, yeah, Iris. Yeah. Yeah. But right. the point, actually, I mean, to, to, your, to your very excellent point, is that the internet has always been social. 
Mm-hmm. I mean, and so from, from day one, it was about connecting people. Mm-hmm. And even when it was completely text-based and you had to be at a, at a you know, university or college to be able to even access it, and you had to go down to the basement of the library and find the guy with the glasses and the neck beard and, and be like, you know, hey, uh, can I get on the internet? You know, it's, you know but fr- it was always about connecting people. And it still is doing that. And it's finding the new, you know, what else can we do? What else can we do? What, this thing was never built to do what it's doing. And the fact that it's doing it at all uh, with, you know, chickens and bailing wire is, is basically, you know, and, and you know, we're doing virtual reality experiences, uh, you know, around the world uh, is pretty nuts. And yeah. I, I think you're exactly right that, you know, it's, 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 it's so early days compared to other technologies. You know, we think about the internet. Well, the internet's been around forever. And it's, it's you know, compared to things like even the telephone and television and radio, it's like it hasn't even been around as long yeah. as these other technologies have been around. How long between the first and second innovation with the telephone, right? What's, like, what's that? How, how long between the, 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 uh, between the first and, and the second biggest... Uh, yeah, like the wired phone to the wire cordless phone. Or <laughs> not even that, you know? but like... I mean, it's it's absurd. So, like, I also think that like, they were all on the same line. Like, yeah, the original phones were all. I used to call Mabel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And Mabel would put me in. Klondike Five. Exactly. And <laughs> yeah. So it's you know having a little perspective about this, and and also not. I think event folks, unfortunately, sometimes are just worried that everything is going to take their job. That's, <laughs> you know that's a I mean? really good point. <laughs> that it's that it's just you know it's it's that it's it's just one more thing, and I get it. I really do, especially after these last eighteen months. But it's you know it, it might be the thing that keeps you in a job, though. And yeah, like, I, I know a number of people I know who every time someone talks about virtual events or whatever, they say, "I hope they all go away," and like they're an event vendor. And I'm like, you know, all your like many of your friends were able to like pay their mortgages and pay their rent or whatever else just because virtual events were around last year. That if they were around ten years before that, you just would have like sat on your hands. Like it, at least it brought it, it. It is an option, you know. To to, to like yeah. say like a whole option isn't valid because it's threatening you. I mean, the only thing that really threatens the way that you work or whatever is your inability to change. You know, like if you you are you should be an adaptive person to fit whatever is there. But uh, I, I to me, it's like number one. I think this stuff is interesting, and uh, and these kinds of conversations are valuable when it is an organization with the power that they have trying to find new ways to bring people together. Like, I think we need to like, you know, see where they're going. I think it it matters even less what they're doing, but to to see where they're going, because that's going to show you some of the, the, the signposts ahead. I don't know where yeah. do, you, do you guys see yourself like in, uh, in environments like that, where you would you would have a, have a collaborative conversation around designing an experience, let's say, uh, in mm-hmm. I'm not even talking about executing an event, but like, could you see a table uh, where you're planning an event in that environment being better than what's the alternative right now in in disparate lo- located individuals? We're in Zoom squares, Zoom? yeah, is it better than that? I, th- I think so. I think I think honestly, if we could get to the point where the, the hardware adoptions there. And that's been my whole thing. It's like, once we get to the point where everyone has it, it'll be a lot easier to adopt, right? Like, I'm trying to imagine, like, the first time that I had, a you know, my iPhone, and I was like, oh, hey, yeah, like, let's, you know, start, I don't I think even, like, group chats outside of text existed at that point, right? But, like, 
I remember the, I'm trying to remember the first time I started like trying to move into platforms that weren't based in like text reality, but were based in like, yeah, messages, like using Facebook messenger and things like that. I remember there was a lot of pushback and people go like, Oh, I don't want to use that platform. And it was because they still had a flip phone or they just didn't have a smartphone then at that point. Um, and I think you also start to see it too in this disjointed hardware uh, like verse, and that's going to be probably the, the hardware will be the first thing, and then the next thing will be whether there's one metaverse or multiple. Because like what I don't want to see this is the part I think that I fear is I don't want it to become like iMessage, where you know Facebook gets a huge um, market share, and they they're like, oh hey, you have to be on here, and oh you want to join me? Well, you have to have an Oculus, and that and that's the dangerous thing I think with this specifically with Facebooks is that like. They're requiring Facebook logins. They're requiring that, like, you know, you look at, for example, Echo Arena, which is one of the, most, the Oculus' most popular games. They were like, oh, it's Oculus only. Well, then all of us over here with Vives are like, well, we're the biggest majority of people, and you're literally giving us the smallest bit. So I think that that's the next big thing, too, is, like, how can we then make sure that, like, it's accessible to all and it all cross-talks to each other? And I believe, if I remember right, there was a huge announcement. I'll have to look up the article real quick, but if there was some, like um, – engine um like vr engine development that basically they all agreed which was like mind-blowing it was like almost like facebook myspace you know um linkedin all deciding we're all gonna make it so you can message each other even though we're competitors we're all gonna work together they made this announcement i'll have to find out but like all the engines were like we're all gonna work on top of each other so then that way whether you develop a game for oculus or steam vr or in you know, Epic's uh, engine, whatever engine you use, it all works together. I think that we just need to see more of that collaboration in the tech industry and not, you know, an ecosystem-like thing. Um, granted, everyone knows that I have beef with Apple. So <laughs> maybe I just have hard feelings. <laughs> it's you very might. difficult. Yeah, it's very, <laughs> it's very difficult to uh, to figure out how there's a lot of money that has to be spent in R&D and design and uh, there's also a lot of potential in land grabbing and setting the tone for things uh, to be aligned with your overall vision of your business and your positioning for there to be some sort of like round table uh, of tech giants even then it would still be like what, what four voices uh, how the internet came to be uh, and a as especially in its uh, vision more than maybe its execution, but ultimately I still think its execution is, is better than any other media uh, distribution methodology of this idea of it being open for all and anyone could you know participate and there's not separate internets uh, is, is pretty remarkable. Um, I, I, I think that it, for it to be a metaverse concept and for us to be able um, getting the most out of it for our events where there would be a single, uh, let's say single API uh, or not single data streams and uh, single data silos uh, and shared information across where it would just be the fullest potential of something like this, which we have not experienced in virtual events. Uh, I think that uh, they'd have to really understand that like that's that's the best version of it is a metaverse as opposed to all these different metaverses. That said, I mean, I, I don't think that we don't go through that phase initially of um, everyone doing their R&D and their development and trying to determine, let the, letting the market determine what's the best version of this, because that's what happened with a lot of other things. Uh, the Internet happened to have started in the not private sector, um, and I think that probably drove a lot of its use, mm, uh, you know, is. like it was it was, uh, you know, obviously it went from military to 
um, schools uh, to organizations which are you know pretty non-commercial uh, uh, sort of ha 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 uh, to that I guess but <laughs> technically they're not that um, but um, yeah we'll see uh, I, I honestly I hope that we have a, a system uh, not from a you know a, a, from you know my space of like where I what I do for a living but like I just hope we have a system that we're all on the same page. Uh, and not trying to use different terminologies and different uh, and things that will limit it enough that it actually doesn't get off the ground. Because I think if Facebook is smart, uh, they say to you know Epic Games, and if as an example, like, hey, we 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 have not been able to deliver any kind of experience in any virtual way whatsoever. You know, we just haven't. Mm-hmm. Uh, you have, but you know what you don't have is the maturity, the database, the partners, the cash flow. Uh, all this other stuff, uh, and, and the, even the proof that of of concept more than ten years. Um, let's let's figure out a way to you know where what what do you want to carve out? Do you want to be the the content creators, uh, or do you want to be the architects? Do you are you have aspirations for hardware? They all want to say yes to all that stuff, unfortunately, because you know why wouldn't they? But otherwise, they're just going to cannibalize each other. And this this is not a guarantee. I don't think people strapping big things on their faces and and doing all this stuff is a guarantee like like some other things are uh because it hasn't been yet and it's been around forever uh but i think it, it would accelerate it so they could start making money a decade earlier than they would have if they simply were to figure out a way to have some shared language shared principles at the very least I found out what the platform's called. It's called OpenXR, by the way. Yeah, and it was basically designed that like every platform could have this unified framework, which was pretty cool. But I think you bring up a good point too. Is like we have to be careful that when a business is leading this, they're going to lead it with a business mindset, right? Facebook's never going to want to uh, to create a non-walled garden because they want more Facebook users, right? They want to make more money for their shareholders eventually. Um, and but like you said, if once open it, people don't. When things are open and it's not driven by business, people do crazy ideas and they do it for the be- usually the better of the users and they do the better of the shareholders. So, Brent, you've been quiet though. I've been. I'm gonna let you talk. Well, I'll, you know, I'll just. I think you know, as we kind of wrap things up, it's it's uh, the thing that I keep going back to, and you know, I said it 18 months ago, and it continues to hold true that you know, as as we were forced online, um, you know, I started using this metaphor of the online platform being your venue you know that's it all it is and that metaphor has held really strong that it's just a different venue you don't have to throw out everything you learned as far as how to plan events it's just a different venue with different rules and different amenities and a different spa and it's you know not every venue is for every event and as we look at these things, you know, and we can look at it with our critical eye and try to watch Shelly and I don't, you know, not every venue is for every event. And you can do a fantastic event in the middle of a field or you can do a fantastic event in the ballroom of a Ritz-Carlton. And those are very different events for very different stakeholders with very different goals and objectives. And that's the brand drinking game, goals and objectives, drink, know your stakeholders, drink, and it depends, drink. So we got all three in one in one sentence. So <laughs> it, um, it depends is the best. Yeah, it's my answer yeah, to everything so, and it, gets, yeah. it makes zero people excited. Exactly. It's 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 terrible, <laughs> but I you know, I try to be honest about these things. Yeah. And I think as we look at this, it's like, yeah, that's cool, that's different, that's new. You know, that's fun. Like you said, you know, your experience was, yeah, that was fun. It was cool. Yeah. You know, and, and that's great. And, you know, as we look at things like Altspace and, and All Seated and, you know, and all of the other platforms that are out there, 
not all of them are perfect for everybody. I know they all want to be, but not every, you know, not every platform is perfect for every event. And so as we look at these things, this could be a really great place to meet for an event. It really could be. Depends on the people, depends on what you're trying to do, depends on where they are in the world. And, you know, as I think as long as we keep our eyes on those things, that's what keeps us from getting scared that the robots are taking over, you know, that this is just another option. It's another possibility. It's not for everybody. But for certain groups, it could be a heck of a lot of fun and great. You know, more power to them. I'm right there with you. I mean, I, I, I think we've been saying, you know, internally that we're we're a niche solution, uh, and there's a lot of people who I think would be uh, made whole uh, and, and excited by this niche. I think there's plenty of money to be made, plenty of. Uh, exciting things to be done in this niche, but I mean, if your if your goal, if you told me that and we had this for, happen frequently, is the idea of content distribution. Uh, we just want to get this education content from one person to another person's mind. I'm like, don't bother with us. I mean, we can do it, but why? You know, like just. I mean, and I, I think that that could be done on YouTube as well. It, it, it's all good, but like if if it's like human collision and a few different words you're looking for of like serendipity and exploring. Things like that, like those are our words. And I think that's what you really need to figure out with your events is what are your words? You know, what's your organizing principle? Uh, what what matters the most? And, you know, like like you said, with all the other drinking game words that you, you, you stated, <laughs> um, you know, I, all you have to do when you're out there and you're listening to shows like this and trying to determine, OK, what's in this for me is when you hear about these new technologies, put them in, you know, put those uh, words attached to them, you know, like, OK. Uh, Facebook workplace. What is it? You know, is is it? It's collaborative. It's small. It's this. Make those words up and and know when you hear those words in your planning process, you can draw the straight line. Like that's what you do. Really, is you live to not necessarily make it all happen, but you draw the line from the need uh, to uh, potentially the solution. Nobody needs the metaverse. Right uh, yeah. No. <laughs> no. Yeah. No one needs a lot of stuff, yeah. right? I mean, most no, part, like exactly. no one needs, like yeah, no one needs to see a concert. Um, necessarily in in, in Fortnite or, or whatever but like on the other hand uh 12 million people wanted to do it so like exactly it, there's a lot of need want back and forth and you have to test this stuff and that means that event people have to start playing uh you have to start getting curious uh letting your guard down um and and, and playing around a little bit in, in in ways that don't necessarily hurt anybody uh and i think that like that means you need to get more uh, life and more inspiration outside of uh, the traditional places. You know, go out there and explore. Boom. Man, mic drop moment for sure. Um, <laughs> I don't know how to, what, what kind of question I would want to ask the audience across the entire board. Are you ready for the metaverse? Are you ready? For, yeah, are you ready for the metaverse? Do you think that you would be ready to, if, I, if we gave everybody in the world got some Oculus Quests, he said, hey, come hop into the Metaverse meeting. You're ready to do it. Shoot us an email, eventtechpodcast at helloendless.com. Don't spam us. We don't like it. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> Have we been getting a little spam? We're going to get a little bit of spam. Oh, boy. <laughs> yeah, we yeah, have an boy. event bro, too. Uh, yeah, so yeah. It must be, yeah. Will's a target. <laughs> I, what's funny is one – sorry, this is like a little side jujitsu of the topic, but uh, people email us asking if they can be a guest on Event Brew all the time. I'm like, do you notice it's the same four people all the time? Like there's no guests I have friends on of mine Brew. that ask me that too. I'm like, why? man, I feel really bad. You haven't invited me. And I'm like, well, to be fair, we, we, we actually, I've had one guest in like two years. Uh, dear, squad, dear Squadcast, comma, <laughs> dear space, so, yeah. comma, 
I've noticed that you have the podcast. <laughs> exactly. Hey, but, would you like? I'm to a have white gentleman CEO. with a beard. Where's my space? <laughs> so why well, can't I have a voice? <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, barely reach out, but yeah, just don't spam us. Uh, and but we're always happy to to chat with you guys when you email us. At least we'll at least tell you politely. No, leave us alone. Um, but thank you all so much for listening all of our audience and thank you uh brant for for being a lovely co-host and nick thank you so much for coming up with this topic uh and uh sharing and educating things and uh can we say we brought brant a little bit into the meta metaverse with a little bit of the topic whatever you want to write about this episode is fine with me uh, <laughs> if that's if that's one of your goals uh then i think uh i think mission accomplished Mission accomplished for sure. Well, thank you all. Thank you, Nick. Thank you, Brant. And uh, we will see you next time on the Goals and Objectives show. I mean, the Event Tech (laughs) Podcast show. (laughs) Event Tech Podcast. Oh, metaverse, 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 metaverse. Goal. (laughs) Thanks again for listening to the Event Tech Podcast. Be sure to rate and review us on your favorite podcasting app. Also, be sure to head to eventtechpodcast.com and leave us a comment about this week's episode. Ask a follow-up question or let us know about some event tech we need to talk about. We'll see you next week on the Event Tech Podcast.